You know, what am I here to contribute? I'm here to evolve, but I'm also here to be of service. And when you're in service, you and not focus on the money. Uh, most people I've spoken to, more money comes. So it's all about looking within. You know, who are you on a, on a soul level? What are you here to learn? Uh, and what are you here to contribute and to be of service to? And when, once you figure that out and you find what drives you there, you find your passion, um, nothing else matters. But I guarantee you, you're going to have more coming your way. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Lobos. This is a worldwide top 1% podcast that you're listening to. Super proud of it, and I have you to thank for it, the listeners, because without you, this thing isn't anything, right? So check it out. Before we get started, you know my mission to elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose. That's it. It's simple. It's complicated. It's involved. It's interesting. It's kind of crazy. But actually, before we get started, there's a ton of resources available that I have. I want to make this really quick. First of all, make sure you go and check out ianlobos.com or mentalpurposepodcast.com. You're going to find a free ebook. You're going to find all kinds of stuff. In addition, you're going to find the Mental Purpose Facebook community links. Right, which is our free Facebook community, which will get you full access to our incredible ecosystem of all things on purpose, including free weekly coaching and webinars and tips and honestly, a network of other amazing, like-minded people who are just, they're looking to do my five E's, right? To elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve their lives to be the most powerful and purposeful and fulfilled and authentic and regret-free version of themselves possible. They're tired of living the status quo. They're tired of feeling like shit. They're tired of filling a bank account and being empty inside. If that's you, or that's somewhat like you, or you know somebody like that, that's the place for you. It's the Men on Purpose community, not to be confused with the Men on Purpose podcast community, which is just all about the podcast. Men on Purpose community, hit it up. One last thing, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the podcast, the Men on Purpose podcast. Do you know? Do me a favor. If you love this show, which a lot of you do, give us a five star review and share this thing out with your family and friends. Now, here we go. On to the show today. The guest is Paul Shepard. You can visit Paul at paulbshepard.com. S H E P H E R D. Oh my God, is this interview powerhouse? Oh my God, is this thing good? I I just uh, man. Paul talks about so much stuff. Let me just give you a little bit of a bio. So he's a Sydney-based seven-figure entrepreneur. He's a coach, and he combines science and spirituality to actually crack the code of fulfillment. So today we are talking about fulfillment and all the depth and all the places that we can go with it. We are going to dive in for an hour, right? He's the creator of a unique system that helps leaders live a life of purpose and meaning through holistic 360-degree approach that nurtures the mind, the body, and the soul, right? And this is what we're going to cover tonight, just a little bit, because I want to get into this fast. Legacy, incongruency, manifestation, energy, bottom-up versus top-down. You're going to learn about that. Resistance, inner CEO, that we're here to evolve, that we need a mission, that we've got to be defined in our mission on this planet, not just a purpose, but an actual mission, we're going to talk about going within. We're going to talk big, a lot, very deep about surrender and giving up. And I know your ears have perked up, some of you who have heard that before and you know you need that. We're going to be talking about surrender and giving up. We're going to be talking about consumerism, controlling the outcome. Another big, big thing, controlling the outcome. We're going to talk about ascension and incension, 
right? Ascension and incension. We're going to talk about the power of now, power versus force, the Tao Te Ching, talking about authenticity, liberation, not caring about what others think. You want me to keep going? I can. I've got like 50 more things we're going to talk about for this hour. Paul is, no joke, so deep that every single one of these episodes keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Look, no more talking. <laughs> I'm getting right into it. This is Paul Shepard. Love you guys. Thank you so much for watching and supporting this. Enjoy this episode. Get your pen and paper out. This is going to be big. All right, Paul, let's do this, man. Today, we're talking about fulfillment. You're an expert on this. I've got an expertise on this. The guys, the women, they want to hear it. Why the hell are people not fulfilled? And what the hell is fulfillment? And, and before you get rolling, let's, uh, let's just tell everybody about you. I mean, I told everybody in your bio and, and the intro, but like, let's dig into the meat of this thing. Like, where were you when you started to realize that, that you were completely unfulfilled and that you set a, a course to find fulfillment? I mean, isn't that like a... Isn't that like a mystery? Isn't that something that people go, I don't know, can you really ever find true fulfillment? And then I really want to get into the internal fulfillment versus the external fulfillment so that you know people really can understand the concept that they're not going to buy their way to fulfillment. They're not going to buy their way to happiness. It will end. Most of the guys that are listening and women that are listening who are high level, have a bank account full of money, and you know, like I said earlier, a garage full of cars and all the stuff, they go to sleep at night and the anxiety's hitting, they're miserable and they're just, they just, they lust after this, this little piece that we're going to talk about today, which is so big, which is fulfillment. So let's jump, man. Thanks, Ian. It's great to be here with your audience too, by the way. So thanks for the invitation. Um, of course. Look, in- interesting, interesting concept. Hey, so I, a bit of backstory on me, early 20s, I had my first business. Um, I was in security, just funny enough, stumbled across it and Essentially, I was offered a couple of contracts that were worth millions. And for a 23-year-old kid doing bodyguarding and running the red light district, that was interesting, right? Yeah. I didn't come up, yeah. I didn't, didn't grow up in a rich family. I had um, parents with very scarce mindset. Um, we weren't, you know, struggling, but we weren't comfortable either on that in that context. So for me, money was always my driving force. Build wealth, build wealth, yeah. uh, have options, um, and then figure out what the hell I want to do in life. But this juxtaposition, if you like, of this crossroads that happened in, at 23, and I'm offered these contracts. And I sat there at night, and I couldn't sleep for a week, and I was stressed to the max, thinking, what the hell am I going to do with my life? I've now got a couple of million bucks a year profit coming in, and I could literally retire in the next few years. Yeah. But, but who the hell am I? And that's what stressed me out, because I thought my whole goal up until this point was to build wealth. But there was no meaning behind that. There was no purpose. There was no sense of belonging. There was no sense of who the hell am I? So this question around, well, what's my legacy? If I'm going to go on and get involved in some sort of community that probably wasn't very reputable, um, I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. There was obviously a crowd that had a bit of a shady past. Uh, I had a clean track record, and I wanted to keep it that way, and I wanted to make an impact in the world. That was one thing I did know. But doing that with money alone left me feeling, feeling empty. So that was the biggest dilemma I faced at, at an early age. And I felt incongruent. I felt like a phony. I felt like a failure. And all these emotions come up because I felt like I didn't deserve to earn these millions of dollars because I hadn't done anything, right? I hadn't actually added any value to the world. I hadn't contributed. I just was lucky enough to stumble across an opportunity, which in hindsight now that was through my manifesting and my energy that I was putting out 
but I wasn't. I wouldn't be proud of it. So I declined that and took on other contracts. And long story short, got ripped off, uh, lost a lot of money, got into a lot of debt, and spent the rest of my twenties trying to figure life out. Um, I think a couple of years later, I joined the military as a way to kind of keep focusing on growth and learning, but yeah. not focusing on money. So that's where the journey began, early 20s. And it's been a roller coaster of ups and downs trying to figure out who the freaking hell am I? What the right. hell am I here for? You know, who I don't belong in. Who, like, who was the person that, I mean, how, you know, at 23 years old, I was only focused on money. I was, I was in my dad's business. I was making a ton of money. I was buying cars. I was going to the beach all the time. And my dad taught me about success and hustling and grinding and working long hours and providing for that legacy. So two questions there. How the hell did you know that? What was your upbringing like? Did, did you have a mentor, your dad, your mom? Like, did your grandfather, somebody teach you how to understand, like, what is my legacy? I mean, that's, that's in my opinion, that's kind of odd for a 23-year-old kid. Yeah, I agree, man. My, my parents... Didn't have that level of wisdom. My dad's attitude was, you know, you just got to work hard. Just yeah. work hard and you just got to pay the bills and you just got to get through life. Life was a struggle and I didn't believe that. You know, I had this, in, this intuition that there's something more to life. And I, I attribute this now to, and, and call me crazy, but, you know, I think there's, there's different levels of conscious awareness. We've got different sure. soul ages and there's, there's a lot of uh, literature on this now. Is I think there's, a, there's an older soul within me that, that knows things, although not very consciously aware of things, but I have this intuition, this constant pulling. It's like a string pulling on my clothing that something's not right. And I ignored that for, for a long, long time. I was so in my head, so analytical, so trying to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, so busy trying to, to build the wealth, fit in, build status, build success. But there was this constant pulling of this thread within me that said, hey, no, there's something more to life. There's something more. And like that was what resistance. drove the, yeah, there was his resistance. And that's what drove the, the inquiry process. And, uh, and funny enough, we have this, I, I believe we've got this guiding force within us called our inner CEO, if you like, where we're constantly being pulled to what we're really here for. Now, most of us ignore that. And I think what people go through, and this is definitely my experience, when I was ignoring that inner voice is when I felt most anxious. When I was ignoring those inner messages, whether that's you believe in your spirit guides talking to you or your own intuition or whatever it is, when you ignore that wisdom, you're off your path in life. So all the money that I would make, I'd lose. I'd make it, I'd yeah. lose it because I was doing what I was not designed to do and I felt incongruent. So there was massive resistance I was putting up. Despite the amount of energy I'd put out in, into the field to actually attract it, I wouldn't keep it because it, it just felt incongruent. It wasn't who I, went, who I was. So, yeah. It's amazing how many people are probably shaking their heads wherever they're listening to this. You know, tens of thousands of people are going to hear this. In my, in my manifestation, hundreds of thousands and millions of people are going to hear this because <laughs> they need to. <laughs> but, uh, dude, I gotta, I, we got to go back for a second because... You talked about legacy, and I said this before on the show, and I feel like society, and even my dad, to, to, not to his detriment, but just to his upbringing, legacy, uh, actually even in the real estate business that I used to be in, um, you know, as a, as a high-level top producer, it was keep selling, build legacy, buy rental properties, 
money, 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 pack money away, save money, invest money, buy you know this for equity and assets, cash flow producing to 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 garner legacy and to leave legacy and or build legacy or whatever, build wealth, leave legacy, and um, and I went down that road for many years and I was miserable and I and I same thing I would make you know seven figures and I'd buy all this crap and I would buy houses and then it just it would just like. It just, I, 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 I hated sustaining that because it didn't feel right, right? You used the right word. It, did, it, wasn't, it wasn't congruent. And I felt like a fraud and a failure and, a, and just an imposter. And what really is legacy, right? I mean, in my mind, once I shifted, and it's funny because I went back to my dad. I'm like, Dad, you know, I, I had this business partner steal a shitload of money from us in 2009. And my wife's like, do you get it now? Like, do you know you're not aligned? Do you know you're not supposed to be doing this? Like... And not like anything bad, but just like selling real estate. And I said, you know what? Yeah. And I went to my dad and I said, what the hell am I going to do? And he said, well, you've been building, you've been trying to build this legacy that's dollar signs driven. Legacy is not about that. And it's weird because he learned that later on in life, but he wanted me to figure that out. He said, man, legacy is, is what you teach your kids and the relationship that you have as that's a model and the stuff that you give back to the world. That's the legacy. And then... Maybe the last piece or one of the last pieces on that is like, oh, yeah, and Ian left a shit ton of money. But these are the cool things he did first. He taught this. He had this cool podcast that brought on high-level dudes to tell their story and to influence others in a positive and purposeful manner. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, there's so many different multidimensional ways to look at this, right? You know, yeah. there's this external legacy that you can leave to the world, but there's also this... The way I see the world now is we, we're here to evolve as a soul going through many lifetimes, having this human experience, and that's the mission we're here to fulfill. And if we don't fulfill that mission, we just come back and do it again. And you can make as much money as you want, but, but money to me is the illusion. If we're constantly trying to keep up with making more and more money, you don't get any happier. You go and buy a new car, you're not any happier. Once right. you've made the purchase, the, the right. thought of buying the car get, makes you happy. But once you've got it, you're just like, I want the next car. I want the next boat. Price. I want the bigger house. I want this. I want that. So we get, it's, it's a disease. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely believe it's a disease because we've actually disconnected from ourselves. We're so disconnected from source, from ourselves, from the planet, from spirit, from everything. And that's why we are so miserable and there's so much thing and anxiety in the world so i think if we start to go within that's this insension process and it's about unraveling those different layers of conscious awareness to figure out you know who the hell am i and and legacy to me is is just as much about what do i leave for the world as to how much i contribute you know what am i here yeah. to contribute i'm here to evolve but i'm also here to be of service and when you're in service you and not focus on the money. Uh, most people I've spoken to, more money comes. So change the focus to being in service and more money comes and more fulfillment comes, more happiness comes. And community, community is a big part of that too because we're all you know, living beings that are social by nature. And that's also a, a longevity hack is you know, the, the strength of your social circle, not just out there hustling away, trying to grind it out and build wealth and success and status so you can update your Instagram with the new car you bought and the fancy clothes <laughs> you're wearing and the, and the private jet you're on. Um, most of those people are so miserable. I don't know one of those people that's actually happy. So it's all about looking within. 
you know, who are you on a, on a soul level? What are you here to learn? Uh, and what are you here to contribute and to be of service to? And when, once you figure that out and you find what drives you there, you find your passion, um, nothing else matters. But I guarantee you, you're going to have more coming your way because now you're in flow, yeah, now you're on your path. Jeez. All right, the interview's over. That's it. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> this is now a clipped interview. You just, you just, just blasted it. And, and I want to encourage people, man, rewind that shit. Last minute of that, whatever Paul was talking about, last minute of that, that is write that shit down. I'm going to put it, I'm going to transcribe this entire interview, put it in the show notes so you guys can look at this because that is, dude, that is deep. That's so deep. There's, I have so many questions. <laughs> Let me think about where I want to go with that. So, I mean, how, many, how much of the world do you think is actually, is, 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 is really that miserable? You think 90%, 80%? I do. I think definitely 90% of the Western world. Yeah, oh yeah. But if you, go into, if you go into some of these third world countries, they've got nothing. Right. But how happy Dollar are they? they yeah, they've they got, they got family, they've got love, they've got community, they've got dance, they've got movement, they've got music, right? You go and travel Brazil or South America, and how happy are some of these people? Totally. They've got absolutely nothing, but they're happy. Yeah. They may not be contributing much. So this is where I think we've all, got, we've all been misled into this pursuit of, of money. And I think about this when it started back in the 50s. Um, I can't remember the guy's name who created consumerism. But consumerism was the ultimate form of spiritual enlightenment. That was their plan, right? This is how they're going to stimulate the economy after the war. So if you think about that for a second, shopping is going to be the ultimate form of spiritual enlightenment. And that's what <laughs> right. they've associated. That's, that's, where, that's where humanity's gone wrong. And that's yeah. when this decline of happiness started back in, in, in the early 50s. So when we, look, when we think about that, We've got so attached to the material aspects, we've lost who we truly are in the process. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the simple answer is we can all get back to who we truly are. We just need to start paying attention and start to, to focus on what's really important. Let go of all this materialistic stuff. You've got enough shit. You don't need more shit, right? You can't take it with you to a grave. No. So that's, that's the key. Can people... It's, it's interesting you say that because my wife and I set a... Our business, our coaching business, our, our group coaching business, our, our events, our podcast obviously has been growing like crazy and in just in the last like 18 months and uh, podcast in the last 13 months. And we sat down for a date night and, and the first thing we do on a date night is we take inventory of what we're doing, what the hell we're doing. We don't talk about kids or business, but we talk about our lives and we have this, this exercise called the life domains, 10 areas of life. You know, love and sex, communication, contribution, health uh, and nutrition, you know, spiritual, emotional, mental health, that kind of thing. And we were talking and my wife said, you know, we ever, and then we will go in like, we'll do something that like we want. Like my wife wants a G-Wagon, right? Just because she likes it. Doesn't need to show off. Does, she just likes the G-Wagon. She likes the look of it. And I said, cool. Well, I, I'm not going to stop you. Let's go test drive one. I don't like them, but that's cool. So we go and test drive one. We sit down at the restaurant after we test drove and we... She goes, I really want that G-Wagon. I said, so this is our goal, right? And I gave her the number again because we repeat it every day to each other. This is the monthly goal. And, you know, when we hit that, like, if that's what you choose, that's what you choose. And she said, what do you choose? And I said, you know, 
it's going to sound really weird, but I want to donate $300,000 to charity. And she was like, what? Wow. And I mean, she wasn't like, wow, that's stupid. She was like, wow, I, I, I've heard you talk like that, but like, you seem so sure. And I said, yeah, I want to, I want to donate $25,000 a month to, to people that actually need it. I mean, we don't need that kind of money, the kind of money we're talking about making that our companies will make, you know. And um, we got on this really long talk for maybe like five hours that night and the next day. And we started mapping out, like, holy shit, with this kind of money, like, man, we could give a lot. And obviously, and there's like our children and their schools, you know, my, my kids are really young and, and, uh, and, and taking care of our parents and anything that they need in, in their age, you know, in their, in their age bracket and above. And it was nice because our ascension, as you were talking about earlier, like a little bit more of the spiritual, the surrender, the letting go, our ascension together and individually has risen to the point where we're not seeing shit as just material to bring a feeling. We're seeing things as, I like that, and that's as simple as it is. I like that house. I see us being very comfortable there and entertaining family there. I see you know, us being able to drive that car and take road trips with our family and then this is how much that lifestyle will cost we don't need it it's something that we might want and this is how much we can donate out and give back and um and it's not like just random stuff it's stuff that really means something to us and i want to talk about that with you ascension and especially surrender because that's something that's been coming up a lot in my coaching practice with my clients is i'm teaching them about surrender taking that hands off the bowl, off the bar and just letting go and falling backwards and trusting the universe or God that it's got your back. As long as you're clear with your intentions and everything, like it's going to deliver whatever it delivers. You're the one who like fights that you're the one who, who, who resists that. But tell us your, your theory on letting go and surrender. Cause I really want people to know this and really dig in. Thanks for sharing that first too, Ian. That's beautiful yeah. that you're actually contributing and uh, I think you'll find a lot more fulfillment in that act totally, alone, yeah. right? Um, it brings me, and gets me emotional just thinking about it. Like I, I talked to the guy who runs my, my college and I said, look, man, I'm not a huge supporter of college, but I'm a huge supporter of that being an opportunity for people and I want whatever you need from me, you got it. And he was like, dude, that's awesome. And, and it got me emotional. Like, that's I amazing, really yeah. I felt like I can provide opportunity for people, you know? It's cool. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll touch on a, on a mentor of mine that I had when I was younger who was a Maori. He was a Maori healer. And we'd sit up until 3, 4, 5 in the morning, um, a few nights a week. This guy was in, you know, mixed up in the underworld, did a lot of bodyguarding work, quite a badass dude, right? Yeah. 160 kilo dude, tats from head to toe. Um, but he was a very spiritual guy. And at Christmas time, they'd get all these, he'd give these kids all these gifts. And friends would give them these beautiful gifts. But what he taught the kids to do was to give the gifts away to neighboring, to, to all the neighbors that never had as much. And that act alone transformed that in the entire family. And the looks on the faces and the emotions that these children who never had anything in the similar neighborhood being given a new bike or a skateboard or whatever it was, yeah. was so transformative. And that allowed them to build this community where they were this collective powerful unit and that that really touched me at the time 20 21 22 and i thought wow that's that's yeah. that's unique so 
in answer to your question around um, surrender, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, <laughs> I've had so many Mack trucks hit me where I just did not surrender because it's not in me to surrender. I just don't give up. Um, but once you tap into that spiritual aspect and you start to listen to the inner voice, that's when you realize, that's when you got to figure out when to surrender versus when to keep going. And that's the hard part for most entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs by sheer nature are, are driven and they go get as they make shit happen. But when do you give up? And that was one of my most powerful lessons because that's happened to me for, for 20 years. I've been chasing the wrong car or chasing yeah. the wrong goals. And uh, it, was, it was leading to more misery, suffering, unhappiness, uncertainty, uh, stress. And I was just caught up in this, this constant thing of trying to control the outcome. Yeah. But the minute I surrendered, magic happened every single time. And even now, I, even to this day, I still have to remind myself that I have to surrender because it's, it's within me to keep going. And, you know, military sure as hell teaches you that too, right? You never give up. So yeah. it, it's, it's kind of bred into you. But figuring out when to surrender is, is the key. And that, to me, has been so powerful. Um, and we talk about ascension. You mentioned ascension. Yeah. And I talk about something. Um, I, I, I call it incension, right? Because ascension kind of means that you've got to climb this it's almost like you're climb this ladder. You've got to ascend to some sort of higher realm or higher. But but what I've figured out is it's it's not the case. It's it's inwards. All the answers lie within. Ancient scripts talk about this, whether you're religious or not. Yeah. All the answers lie within us, and that's where we've got to do the work. You know, people say just do the work, and you're just like, what the hell do you mean do the work? But it's when we do the work internally, and we can process that and let go of this ego self. You know, a, a powerful book I read maybe 15 years ago was Power of Now by Kat Tolle. Yeah, it was a hard book to Beautiful read. Book. Yeah. Right? But, but hard to read. I, I remember listening to it, the audio book and it was, it was really, really hard to digest. And I couldn't comprehend it the first time I listened to it. And a friend of mine just slapped me across the face and she just, just, just freaking listen to it, will you? And absorb it because you'll get it. And uh, once I focused on it and made that a mission, that was infinitely powerful. That changed. That changed a lot. So this whole thing of ascension versus incension, and I really believe the incension piece is, is it's going within. There's no, there, there is no destination outside of us. It's, it's all within us. And through that incension process, we shift our levels of conscious awareness. So that could yeah. be the, the ascension, if you will. But, but it all starts within. I love that, man. That's, that's, what, I was, um, that's what I was talking about. Is, is ascension in terms of seeing things from a from a new perspective almost like another elevation and now you see more and now you see more when you're on the ground walking in a cornfield you don't see that there's a, a paradise pool just on the other side you just can't hear it but there's there's anything you want drinks cars whatever you want whatever you're into it's it's there you just don't know get above that cornfield and you start to see glimmers get another thousand feet up you'll see it another thousand feet over that you'll see that just beyond that People are being murdered, and you're like, oh, shit. Okay, all right, and then keep going up. Get back into that letting go because, you know, you mentioned the word giving up or the phrase giving up, and I know that there's a lot of people out there, especially high-level people, powerful people, CEOs, people that want to just go and go and go. And this, you know, episode 200, I had uh, Chris Lockhead on, and we talked about the hustle porn culture and how detrimental and dangerous it is. 
and these hustle porn stars that are like, look at me, look at my jet, look at my mansion, look at my cars. You want to be like me? Buy my shit, you'll be like me. Which we know doesn't work. It works for the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the half percent. And, it, and, it's, and it's dangerous, especially to young people. But what is that giving up? Because I know a lot of people are going to be like, what, Paul, give up? What are you talking about, give up? Aren't you supposed to just work really hard? And, and even if I was going to just donate all my money to charity, I'm like, oh, can't I just, shouldn't I just work hard for that? I mean, explain that a little bit more. Go into depth there because I want people to understand. By the way, Eckhart Tolle's book is, is audible is awesome because he's so calm. It yeah. just, he's got, I don't know what his accent is, but it's like, it's different. It's different. You know, the other book that reminds me of that that's very difficult, challenging to get through is, um, is Power Versus Force by uh, David Hawkins. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, it drones on for, I don't know, eight hours. That, that book talks about ascending. But I love your principle of, of incension because it actually is both, isn't it? It's, it's inward and upward, right? It's not outward. It's, it's inward and upward. But the whole body and spirit and soul, everything's rolling up. And uh, maybe being unencumbered inside and the resistance is being, is like the straps are being taken off the chains. That's what I feel in my own uh, ascension or incension is like the, the chains are being undone one by one inside as I let go more and more. And the more I let go, you and I are both proof that the more you let go, the more it gets delivered. Like, it, the more gets delivered. And it's, it's crazy. I know it's a crazy concept, but, like, that control is burying people. Even though if you're making the type of money you want to make, it's still burying you in your own intention. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. I'll share a story about a friend I met at, a, at an event maybe seven years ago, um, six years ago maybe. And her background was she's a lawyer and she studied psychology and at the time, her, her current role was she was a dominatrix. And her clients, she'd fly around the world every month, first class, and service all of her you know, A-list clients. They're all celebrities, um, billionaires, uh, very successful, high net worth individuals. And the one thing in common, because I had no idea about that world, um, these are some of the most successful people on the planet, but yeah. they, they, had such, they had to be in control of every situation. But the yep. one thing that she specialized in for them was surrender. So they would come to her so they, could, they would pay her money, really good money, to, to, to feel vulnerable and surrender with someone they trusted. Yep. And I just thought that was really fascinating because I had never been exposed to that, that, that way of thinking because I had a very different journey. But that whole concept of these people were so highly strung and they could not be their most authentic self in the positions they were in, even in their relationships, they had to keep up this persona. And to the point now where she's gone out and she does, uh, she's got out of that world of dominatrix many years ago, but now she's doing coaching and she's bringing these people in and actually just allowing them to be their most authentic self. Wow. And helping them find themselves on the most, uh, on the deepest level and then giving them full permission to be themselves. Which is, which is also part of what I do. It's, it's once you give yourself to be permission to be yourself without trying to be something else outside of you or something that your, you know, your school, your society, your community, your religion, whatever it is, thinks you should be, it's liberating. And that to me is a, is a, is a huge breakthrough, uh, including for myself, because I was always trying to be this successful business guy, but I felt miserable and I felt 
you know, depressed at times and anxiety and all these emotions that did not feel authentic. But the minute I let go, it's just like, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just going to be yeah. myself. I don't have to wear a fancy uh, outfit to, you know, <laughs> to a venue anymore. I'll wear a t-shirt. I don't care. You know, right. another, another good friend of mine's the same, does not give a shit. He'll rock up in yep. his G-Wagon with, with his pajamas on, literally. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> Barefoot pajamas, does not care. So, you know, it, it's, it's just that knowing yourself intimately, getting in touch with yourself and, and really not giving a, a damn about what anyone else thinks. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're, you're arrogant about it or you're dismissive or you're rude or whatever. No, but once you're in touch, you can, you can build connection with, with anyone. And when people see you for who you truly are, and a lot of people are scared of being seen for who they truly are because they haven't discovered yep. who they are yet. Um, yeah. So they hide behind the, the clothes, the car, the house, the job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But that, I, th I think that's the society we live in, wouldn't you agree, Ian? That totally. that's, that's what's the magazines, the media, the, the, the social, the this, the that. It's just everyone's trying to be like Mike. But, yep. but you're not. You're not Mike. Stop trying to be like him. Just be yourself. There's only one that's you. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second and dig into that, man, because that's, that's a deep topic. I mean, there's uh, clothes and cars, you know, and, and houses and schooling and, and degrees on the wall and cash in your bank account. It gives you an identity. And it's much easier to get that stuff than it actually is to find out who you are because that's the scary shit. It's a little scary in business or it's scary to deal with this client or it's scary to buy a $200,000 car, but it's way scary to go inside and face those demons. And I have a, I have a program that I call the Purpose Driven Formula where it's four pieces, illumination, elimination, calibration, acceleration. And in the illumination phase, that's a year, by the way. We could do it for a year. Just those wow. four pieces and there's exercises within. And those four things, we stay in the illumination phase for a very long time because we've got to shine a light into every dark corner of your life. Because if we miss one, we don't go deep enough, you don't get vulnerable enough, the wiring's still there. It's automatic. It's just going to be there. It's, it's autonomic. Like it's, it's just there. And I have, uh, you know, right now I, I live in Baltimore for another, you know, maybe six weeks. And I'm moving to Beverly Hills, California. Talk about the epicenter of <laughs> ego and wealth, right? <laughs> And one of the first things that I did was I, th I thought, well, you know, I I'm very secure with myself. I don't, I don't care about what people think in, 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 a, in a really positive and, and purposeful way. And I remember the first day that I went to uh, this, this office downtown Beverly Hills where I, I have an office. And I wore a sport coat and, and, like, I bought new shoes and I got these slacks and my sport coat was tailored and custom made for me and had my name inside. And it was, like, cool on the outside and really loud on the inside. And, and um and I went home that day and I was like, that was fake as shit, man. I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you look fucking good. <laughs> you look really good, buddy. You look really good. <laughs> but that's not you, man. And so I had my T-shirt guy ship me 150 of these T-shirts, the black Mental Purpose T-shirt with a little shiny gold Mental Purpose logo. And I said, that's me with Levi's. And whatever shoes I want to wear that are comfortable, that look good. Like, I don't like beat up sneaks. And I don't wear watches and I don't wear jewelry. I just wear this, this little bracelet that says surrender. That's it. And, um, and that's what I wore. And I was there from the beginning of January. And I, I still go back. I'm going back in, in a couple weeks to the end of the month for my dad's birthday. That's what I wear. 
and people come up to me and they're like, so what's your deal, man? Like, what's up with you? Like you got, you clearly got something going on because you don't have to prove anything. And I'm like, yeah, wow, that's so yeah. cool that you think that. And I'm okay. Whatever you think is totally fine with me because whatever meaning you make to my clothes or whatever I'm doing, that's, that's cool. But it is amazing how much more people gravitated to me not fitting in and just being me and being okay with that and not having to justify not walking into a meeting where everybody's in a power suit, you know, and I'm a coach and a podcast. host. I don't give a shit, but you know, I, I, I'm a CEO for some real estate teams there. And I, and sometimes I have to go to listing appointments. I go to listing appointments like this and I close and I, I don't, I obviously I can't sell there cause I don't want a license. But when I speak with the people who I am comes across as authentic and they love that because I show up in a t-shirt to a $5 million house and anybody else that came in was like, as, Oh man, the tie, is my tie exactly straight? Is my shoes polished? Like they were so worried about the, iner- the initial that they were so caught up in that that they actually weren't figuring out who they were and what they were and why they were. And, and that is such a uh, new thing for me, newer thing for me. I remember when I stopped wearing suits uh, in real estate and I felt so awkward going into a listing appointment here in, in Maryland. And I remember the people were like, oh, this is how you dress? And I was like, yeah, jeans and a button down. And they're like, cool, man. It makes me feel a lot more comfortable than these stuffy guys that came in in a suit. And I started to learn, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Powerful, right? It was powerful. And, and I, I had to work into that. So one of the things I want people to take away is it's not going to happen overnight. You know, although transformation can happen in a moment because it's your choice, it's not going to happen overnight. You've been wired, you've been bred. Everything we watch on TV, on Instagram, on Facebook, they're selling us shit. They, they want you to be the next level of happy. You're not the next level of happy until your kids behave like this, until you drive this car to that school and, and get them into that college. And it's a very vicious cycle, man. Very vicious. What, what do you do with that? that overwhelming pressure that society and being a man and like think about society puts this pressure on you to perform in a certain way and being a man quote unquote which is a bullshit thing but obviously we know that our society puts these these uh limitations i think on a man um as far as vulnerability and things like that it's not totally true but it's it's general like how does someone start to escape that how does someone get out of this when, when it seems so daunting but they got the bank account full of money, you know, buy them the next dopamine kick for five minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question, man. And I like the fact that you've gone on that path. And look, I'm sure like we're both not beating up on people who wear nice clothes, right? Because it is no, nice no, to, to get dressed up once in a while, right? Sure. Um, I think um, once you, you do start to explore the, the truth of our reality, you start to come to your own conclusions on different things. So for example, what is competition? It's bred into us from childhood. And School, competition yeah. is, is scarcity, really. It's like there's only one position at the top, <clears throat> the CEO's position. There's only one governor. There's only one president, right? That's, that's competition. But in terms of the laws of the universe, it's abundant. You know, the universe is abundant by nature. Yet we're all competing for this scarce amount of dollar bills that exist. Right, so the entire system's been set up to enslave us into scarcity, and the minute you kind of figure that out, you're like, "Well, this is a never-ending game. I can never ever win this because there's always going to be someone better. So why why yeah. even bother? Let's just give that game up. Let's just focus on what's real and what is real. 
who am I? I'm, I'm flesh and blood and, 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 and I'm a spirit and I've got feelings and emotions. And if I can start to navigate based on that, you know, always trying to keep up with something outside of myself, that's not me. It takes you further and further away from who you truly are. And that's why I think there's so much dis-ease at the moment sure. with, with societies because everyone's trying to keep up with something that's not them versus surrendering and, start, and taking that check-in like you do with your wife, those, those 10 key points. And I think it's so powerful, man. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of couples that, that I've met over the, the last 20 years, they don't have any relationship at all. No, they're just, they're, they're roommates at best. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right? You got that right, man. Roommates at best. Yeah. yeah. So it's the fact sad, that you... Isn't it? That's oh, terrible. You know, and yeah. the fact that you sit down there and actually have those conversations, that, that's a, that sounds like a great relationship and that's what they all should be like. But sure. everyone's so caught up in this in this becoming or, or, or obtaining something else, and uh, that's the trap. The minute you let go of that and you start to look within, think about the children, think about your, your kids, think about your spouse, think about your friends, think about just being present. Right. And what what really fills you up? Go back to when you were a kid. What were you excited about most? You know, I, I guarantee it wasn't about. You know, having all these fancy suits and cars and homes and all this BS, you know. Sure. And again, nothing wrong with nice things. Nothing I like wrong. nice yeah. things too. Me too. But, nothing wrong with it. And, and you know, we've got to live within our means, I think, you know, to a, certain, to a certain point. But if you're constantly striving for the next material ticket to happiness, it's, it's never going to happen. And I think most people have come to that conclusion on their own accord, yeah. but, but they may not have the supplement. They may not have the, the solution to replace that with. And that's where we spoke about this whole incension to then ascend our, our, our vibrational frequency to then enter into a different reality. Now, when you let – me, let me go back for a second. I'll give um, – in the show notes, if anybody's wondering, or they can DM me on Instagram, I have a – and I don't love structure, but I do believe that systems can counteract emotional registration for, for a, a good – like a, a really good bit of that, in my opinion. And, um, and so structure comes in as a guy that has been fighting and, and defying structure and being defiant my whole life to authority and things like that. <laughs> seems, seems to have worked out at almost 40 versus, you know, when I was like 22 or, or 15. But um, we have a structure to these talks and don't get me wrong, like, this is not a perfect relationship. None, none are. And one of the commitments we have is to stress test our relationship on a daily basis. Because the people that are roommates, like you were talking about, the people that are not communicating except on a very surface level about work, weather, family, fun, vacation, done. Right? Nothing deeper than that. And surface at best. We know so many of them. They're in our families. They're in our friend groups. And we're stress testing because one of the things that I've found in research and, and my own clients is that when divorce happens, it's because the stress on the bridge, like take a, take a train bridge, you ride a, or, or take a bicycle bridge or even a car bridge, you ride a bike across it, nothing happens. That's the shit you do every day for 10, 20, 30, 50 years. You drive a car over that thing without maintenance, eventually that bridge is going gonna, is gonna to move and it's going to have cracks in the welds and the steel's going to flex and it's going to have problems. But the moment you drive a train over that bridge that is not meant for anything but a car, if that, 
That bridge is disintegrated. The train is done. Everybody's dying. It's a fiery mess all the way down to the gully. Everybody's done. And that's when divorce is, is irreversible, right? And, and so we're pushing. We're stress testing. We're open in our communication. We're talking about everything that we want to talk about with each other. We're pushing to talk about things that we really don't want to talk about with each other and communicate that in our vulnerability and the things we're feeling inside and the things we need in life. So that when the train comes, like when my partner stole a shit ton of money, half a million bucks, a couple years ago, I don't walk in and my wife goes, what? And freaks. And all of a sudden the relationship is in the balance because I made one choice that didn't serve our family or our business or our clients or whatever, which was to trust this person. I didn't do anything wrong. I just made a choice that didn't serve. So that's the first thing is to stress test that relationship. And the second thing that I want you to, to weigh in on is, the, the groups, the friends, the circles, the being needed, the being wanted, the being accepted, that's so deep. How does somebody not care about what other people think in an authentic manner? Like, how do they do that? Where do they start? I like that stress test analogy, Ian. That's great. That's yeah. brilliant. Thanks, man. Um, where do they weigh in? Or where do they, where do they um, start? Man, that's a good question. I, I had this attitude of, but always being of service. How can I contribute at a higher level? You know, the more value I can bring to any scenario, the the more value um, I hold essentially as a person. Now, it's not to say we're not valuable, but I'm always thinking about how can I serve? You know, people don't want to be around self-centered, selfish people who just want to, you know, what's in it for them? But that's what everyone's thinking, what's in it for me? So when you rock up to a, a house showing or whatever it is, and you're thinking about the person you're serving, they like you. You talk about that person, they like you. Yeah. So my attitude is always, how can I serve at the highest level? What's, what's the most important thing? What's the best thing for this person? As opposed to being self-absorbed. And that comes from being present, being able to be you know, self-aware and self-correct and self-governing, which comes from a level of conscious awareness. How do you, how do you show up in the world? Are you watching how you behave are you watching your language are you watching your body language are you watching this person's reaction to what you just said so it's it's basically being an observer in your interactions to see how people are perceiving you not necessarily because you give a shit but because you want to make maximum impact for that person and when you make maximum impact for that person those people typically then like you by default not that you're seeking likes but you're yeah. trying to serve at a higher level and I've had many interactions. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say I've had many interactions like that where, where I could be out with someone and it's, it's, it might be a date, for example, and uh, rather than trying to impress the person, I'm trying to serve the person. And they'll have yeah. a major breakthrough. Um, we won't have another date, and that's okay. But they'll have a major, major breakthrough in, in terms of why they're unhappy in their life because I'm focused on serving as opposed to, you know, what can I get out of this equation? Totally. And that's a, that's a, um, I, don't, I blanked on what I was going to say. It was something that you, you hit on and it like sparked something in me. That's cool. Um, no, the, the, uh, oh, the, the, I teach this in sales training and it's enrollment versus sales. It's, it's finding out about somebody being genuinely curious about them. And then, you know, it comes down to it where if somebody doesn't feel that same way back, if they don't, serve you in that same way if they're not genuinely interested in you you know the second phase of that plan i was telling you about is elimination 
habits, mindsets, mm. ways of being, behaviors, uh, thought patterns, language. And you got to get rid of people, toxic people. And, and it doesn't, they don't have to be toxic like they're drug addicts or, or, you know, this extreme. But if their language pattern, if their mindset, if their future, their vision isn't where yours is and you don't see the same thing going forward, they are your tether to the past and present, right? And that's, that's not a... That's not a way to go, and, I, and, it's, and it's hard for people. And I know people express that to me. They're like, I can't just cut this person. I've known them for 20 years. And I'm like, you're not cutting them. Just putting some distance in between them. If you serve them properly, they will either grow with you or they will leave you behind. Either way, you're at peace. And that's the letting go. That's the surrender is that you're going to be at peace with whatever that person chooses. You're going to show up in service and surrender because that's your goal. That's your mindset. That's your frame, and that's your mission. Other than that, what they choose is their choice, and you just are cool, and you're at peace with it. That's surrender. And it's been hard to let some people go. It's definitely been hard, challenging, not hard, challenging. However, it's necessary because then they're, 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 there's another, like, tick or another, like, little percent of your brain power, of your mind share that's taken up by this person. And like, oh, fuck, man, I don't want to go to dinner. But they asked me, and they're really nice, and they gave my kid a gift last Christmas. And fuck, man, whatever. You know, and then... Your whole world is shifted this way when it should be shifted this way, and it's just one degree off by the end of that hour or five hours or weekend that you're with them. One degree off over a two-day period is pretty far off. And you have to start thinking about how far off, of course, are, is anybody taking you or are you allowing anybody to take you in your life? Like, that's a, that's a big thing. And, like, would you agree with that? Wrap your head around – wrap your head around – just being okay with whatever happens. Like, don't fight for the relationship knowing that you need to make a move or, or, or leave it behind. It's not serving you and you're not going anywhere with it. You just surrender and it'll just take care of itself. Totally, man. I, I think it's all about energy management. You know, we've, there's only so much energy that we've got on a daily basis that we can fulfill our obligations, create. I think a, creativity is a big piece of we, we need to step into, getting back to that childlike innocence. Um, and if people are draining your energy because they're using too much brain calories, uh, it's time to create the distance. And I've done that with most of the people in my life over the last 25 years, unfortunately. Um, yep. But there's also this attitude of, if you think about this, it's, it's all, if you surrender having to be in control of the outcome, you're okay with that. You know, people get attached to the outcome. It's like uh, you're in a relationship and things aren't going well, and you're like, "Hey, you just have this authentic conversation that, hey, this isn't this isn't working. I genuinely want the best for you, and I'm sure you want the best for me. But what we're currently doing isn't working anymore, so we've got to pivot. What? Let's yeah. discuss what that looks like. And some people get so attached to the outcome that it causes so much suffering and pain and stress. But I agree, uh, the surrendering of letting certain people go out of your life, letting certain habits, hobbies, whatever it is, go that no longer serve you. And this goes back to this whole question around belief systems. You know, we, we, we're so heavily programmed with beliefs. And what are beliefs? They're just perceptions that served us at one point, but may not necessarily be serving us right now. They served us at some point in the past. So I've had this attitude in life of, well, why, why do I have to have beliefs? Why can't I just constantly seek the truth? And as you seek the truth and you're constantly curious and open to new possibilities, guess what? Your beliefs are always changing. So I'm no longer attached to, to beliefs like I was when I was a kid. I now am, am constantly looking for, 
for new evidence, better ways of doing things, improvements. And that's, that's how we, as you say, ascend, if you will, um, yeah. is by constantly having an open mind and a curious mind. And that's, and that's a challenge for a lot of people. They've got a fixed belief system. No, this is right. It's my way. You know, this is, this is how the world works or whatever it is. Whatever topic you can talk about, people have fixed beliefs. But I would challenge everybody to think about, is that belief truly serving you? And, and for a lot of people, it does because it gives them control or it gives them certainty. Yeah. Right? yeah. And we love certainty. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but magic doesn't happen in certainty. The magic happens in the uncertainty. And if you ever followed Joe Dispenza's work, um, who's got some, some brilliant teaching, right? He talks about it. It's, it's all it's in the unknowing. So the minute you surrender that whole having to be in control and you want to manifest a reality, create your reality, you can't tell the universe how to go about doing it. It's going to give it to you in, in the way it thinks is the best way of giving it to you. Totally. But if you want to control the outcome and every single step it takes, you're never going to have it. So yeah, and you're fighting. Letting, you're fighting the whole time to the grave. Totally, to the resistance. Grave. Yeah, there's yeah. a good book. Um, oh my god, man! The War of Art. The War of Art. I'll get the. Um, I'll get the name of it in one second. I want you to go back to something you'd mentioned. This is what I was thinking about earlier, and I forgot. Controlling the outcome. There's so many people that I meet, that you meet, that are so focused on that outcome being it, that they're only focused on that piece, but they're not in the journey to get there, right? It's like driving a car from here to California. I'm, I'm about to do that in a couple of weeks. I'm not closing my eyes until I get to California. I'm, I'm seeing and experiencing the road and the stops and the time with my kids and screaming in the back and then whatever comes with it i'm 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 not fixed to i just i gotta gotta get to california this way take i-70 to i-15 i'm just like whatever if they want to roll up to see my aunt in new york then you know what we're gonna roll up you want to go to niagara let's roll you want to go to montana or drive down to louisiana i don't care it's fine we have to be in california before my daughter goes to school so we have like six weeks and we can do whatever the hell we want for six weeks because we built that kind of lifestyle not not focused on the outcome dive into that get deeper with that because there's so many people that need to hear this so fixated i got a i got a phrase for that and i call it the the destination is in the journey i'll say that again the destination is in the journey i was so fixed on getting to a specific destination whether it's a monetary goal or a location or status of wealth whatever it is but when we really break it down, it's the, it's the journey of becoming. And if you look at most of these these movies, these kids, kids movies in um, Pixar and whatnot, it's all about the journey. They're telling us, yeah. they're showing you. It's all about the journey of becoming. And that's where the joy is. That's where the pleasure is. And what, what you thought you wanted, nine times out of ten, isn't actually going to make you happy. No. So if people just stop and be present and go through and, and enjoy the journey, that's where the magic happens. And I've had to, to learn that lesson many times. Yeah, I'm trying to look for that book, The War of Art. I'll find <laughs> it. I'll find it. And if not, we'll put it, in the, put it in the show notes. It's such a good book about resistance, man. Such a good book. Shit, I don't have it in my... I'll, I'll have to read it. I, yeah, it's um, um, not The Art of War. Don't get that confused. Very different yep. book. The War of Art. 
It's about creativity and resistance, and these two types of resistance. One is you bump up against it, but you're it's like it's like uh, you got to get through it, and you learn tactics and release and habits and 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 power and uh, or or you know and and elimination and whatever to get through that resistance but then there's other resistance that you hit up against and it's like a bumper zone a bowling alley like my, my partner Aaron says and the ball is not meant to go through there it's meant to, and meant to bounce off and go the opposite way and those are the two pieces of resistance and, and, and the reason why I created my business and I've read a lot about your coaching business and it seems very similar we're, we're, we're very similar in our approaches we, we make personal development very simple because a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, letting go and, and not worrying about what people think and, and um, material possessions and shit like that, that is so deeply ingrained that people are like, well, dude, how the hell am I going to let 48,000 layers go? You know, well, it's just one layer at a time. It's just one layer at a time. It's one choice after another. It's one choice to say, if I feel more comfortable in a T-shirt, like, and put the T-shirt on and just yeah. just be okay don't 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 think that the outcome is going to be people are going to be like oh my god oh you're so amazing you're so brave you wore a t-shirt today and everybody's in a power suit it's not going to happen you're just cool inside you're okay everything's cool if somebody's like busting your balls about it you're still cool because they just don't get it right and and then it's the next thing that you start to release and then that habit of of going out every or going you know i know tons of guys that do this i don't i don't get this shit but they, they watch a ton of sports and go play golf and hanging out with their buddies on a Saturday day and Saturday night and then into Sunday. And I'm like, look, I'm all about hanging out with my buddies and having fun. But I got two little kids upstairs that need their dad, you know, and they, they, yeah, they want yeah. me. And, yes, you need to unwind. And, yes, you need to go do stuff. And, yes, you need to take time by yourself. Oh, shit, man, that's the other thing we need to talk about, self-love, self-care. <laughs> we need to talk about that real quick. Let me let me table what I was saying. Dude. Describe that for us. Like, I had a conversation with my buddy a couple weeks ago, and I said, like, here's what you, if you want this life, like, I can give you a couple pointers and just start there here. And he was like, well, I have kids and I have a job, and how am I supposed to do that? It's very selfish. And I said, yeah, if you're not selfish, that's a problem. If you're not selfish with the first moments of your morning, the first minutes and maybe hour of your morning, not selfish, then, then that means that you're not showing up for you. So how the hell can you show up for them? in an effective and purposeful manner. You'll physically show up, you'll deliver the money, you'll deliver their food on the table, but are you really being the best dad and husband and, and, and model you can be if you're not selfish with your time? What you, what's your take on that? It's a good question, man. It's a problem we all get caught up in, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'll, ask, I'll ask a quick one back before I continue on. Have you heard of human sure. design before? Yeah. Have you explored that in detail? No. It's one of the tools that transformed my life. And I, this is why I decided to study this a few years ago. Um, but essentially, one thing it gives you is, is your decision-making strategy. It gives you the compass to you. It teaches you how to listen to your own intuition. Like, it's phenomenally powerful. So <clears throat> rather than using my mind, this analytical mind, which isn't designed to make the best decisions for me, despite what we've been taught, I had to learn how to make decisions properly by listening to this intuition. The body always speaks. Yeah. We have yeah. all these energy centers within us. We get this aura. And I guarantee every person who's listening to this will at some point have heard that body or the voice talking yeah. to them. Now, it could be a feeling of, you know, ah, oh, yeah, I really want to do that. There's this passion and excitement or this, mm, this resistance within that's pushing them away from an obligation or a commitment or, you know, a meeting they had to go to or even if it's a fun thing. 
you know, hey, let's go see a movie tonight. You're like, mm, there's this energetic response going on that's just like, no, I don't really want to. But yeah. you say yes because you feel obligated to. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that I've ever learned is learning to listen to that intuition and figuring out what the decision-making strategy is because it's different for, for everyone. So when I learned that, then I started making much, much, much better decisions that were for me, right? So all of a sudden now I'm back on my path in life. Resistance disappears, frustration disappears, anger disappears. So now all of a sudden I've got a lot more self-love. I'm doing what I need to do on a daily basis with my obligations. And I, for me, it's morning time. I have, I'll do a sunrise, I'll do a swim down at the beach, I'll get my vitamin D, my grounding, repair my mitochondria, you know, reset my circadian biology, go for a walk, have my breakfast, and that's me. That's me time. If I don't have that, if I have to jump on a, on a, on a call at 7 o'clock in the morning when it's still dark outside, like I'm stressed and I'm pissed off yeah. for, for, for the rest of the day, right? Now, occasionally, it's okay. I can do that. But if that was my daily grind, I, I'd, I'd be a, a, a nervous breakdown. Yeah. So, what time is it there right now? It is 11 a.m. Oh, wow. You're way ahead. 14 hours ahead? Mm. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah nice and sunny here. <laughs> I love that. So I hope that helps, yeah. But I, I think when, when people can figure out their decision-making strategy, that is a huge, that's a paradigm shift in thinking because we're not taught that. We're not taught decision-making strategy. What? Intuition? We don't get taught that <laughs> shit at school, university. No. It no. never even comes up. Yet it's one of the most powerful things we could ever learn. And that's, that's something that I really help people figure out is what is their decision-making strategy and then how to practice and build that muscle so they can constantly make the right decisions. And I guarantee you, man, you'll make much better decisions when it comes to whether it's business deals, whether it's things you're going to do on a daily basis. Because if you make the wrong decision and your body's, and you're supposed to be somewhere else where you're yeah. going to have a, an opportunity that's going to come to you that could be 10 times bigger, just as one example, that's literally what's happened to me. I've gone against my decision-making strategy, done something that I thought I should have done because it sounded lucrative in whichever way, shape, or form, and I've missed out on something much, much more amazing. Yeah. So now I'm learning to listen in because the body always knows. The body is a lot more intelligent than the mind when it comes to making decisions about ourselves. And that's part of what I use for self-love. You know, you talked about Joe Dispenza, and, and I was um, reading a book by, actually a course by Philip Shepard. Do you know him? He wrote a book called oh. Radical Wholeness. He's been on this podcast. He's a really enlightened dude, very, very in and ascended dude, Philip Shepard. Um, no relation. I don't think. I don't think he's a Canadian. Um, and he talks about the what society, what school, not education, because school's not education. You, they're teaching you shit that they want you to know. And you don't need to know yeah. half that. You don't need to know three quarters of that stuff. You need the social, okay, fine. Um, but he talks about the bottom up versus top down method coming from, and this is going to go deep, but coming from the pelvic bowl. Uh, and this course was called the embodiment presence process. T E P P Philip Shepard, T E P P beautiful course. It was like 99 bucks or something. It was long. It was, it was, it was 20 hours plus, And I, I learned so much and I've been studying with him for, for seven years. And, um, his book, Radical Wholeness, was one of the first deep, deep dives. And then 
this concept of the top-down method, the head down, right? Heads up, think with your head, be aware from the top, and, and that kind of thing, view from the top. Everything's about the head versus the actual body. But the body actually tells you what's going on, and that's who you're describing. I wanted to just kind of give people a little bit more depth there because I also wanted to see if you had heard of that. But, like, everything coming up from the pelvic bowl, from that chakra, from the gut, from what the gut's doing in that as a second brain and forcing itself up to the brain, following that mentality versus the top down, which is the head with all of its trauma and trash and conditioning and, and, and pressures is now informing the body of what to do, and then you're in resistance again. Always in resistance, and that's when you were talking about dis-ease. Dis there's resistance from literally the moment you open your eyes, the moment you close your eyes at night, there is resistance constantly. And what we're talking about is releasing that control, the outcome, the, the fight, the force, and just being in your power and doing things that are eliminating, eliminating the parts of you that are constantly having to push for everything in your life and fight and resist against to live a life of fulfillment where you're at peace inside no matter what happens on the outside that is real joy that's real peace and then you can make decisions and not worry about what people think but not in an asshole i don't care arrogant way but in a yeah, i'm just at peace with whatever you're thinking with whatever you're feeling whatever you're processing i'm just at peace with that I am grateful that I've been able to get to that place in my life and I have what I have in life and I am who I am in life because of being able to get to that place and it, and, I, and it sounds like you are too. And I encourage people to do whatever they can. Listen to this podcast 40 times if you need to. This deep shit. Go, go look up paulshepard.com and you can find a lot of cool stuff. Oh, dude, you know what? I love your website. Your um, chronology on your website of your, uh, whatever you call it, your, your, your past, your path. It's freaking oh, cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, I've man. never Appreciate seen it. that before. And, and the guys that actually uh, um, pitched, me, pitched me, you, did a Loom video and showed me, like, this is your trajectory of your life in little boxes in chronological order on your website. So if you go to Paul's website, it's paulshepard.com, right? paulbshepard.com, yeah. Paul B, right. And you go to the about, you'll see this little chronology. It's really cool. I, I, dude, I, I love that. I've never seen that before. Really cool. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, dude, all right, we're an hour in. We could probably talk for another two. I'm going to wrap this thing, man, because we're going to give people their, we give their brains a rest. They're parked in their car right now going, shaking, going, what the fuck? How do I start this? Let's go. Look, you've got two resources right here. Reach out to one of us, whoever you vibe with. Reach out and say, hey, I need some help. Paul's not going to bite. I'm not going to bite. We're doing this because this is our contribution back. This is the knowledge we've gained, and here we are delivering it back because that's what we feel. We want to give this stuff back. So don't be afraid to say, I need some help, or I'm struggling, or I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what to do, and I want this, and I'm miserable, and I hate my life, but I got a big bank account, or I don't have any bank account, and I hate everything, and I hate everybody. Whatever. Just raise your hand and ask for help. That's all you got to do. One time. And it could change your entire trajectory and your entire path. I know it has for your clients. I know it has for mine. It's all it takes, right? Simple. I agree. Yeah. And, and good on you too, Ian. Really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure being here. Thanks, One man. thing I will add, if, if people do want some insights into what I, what I, want to, what I do, sorry, uh, Facebook group, Soul Purpose Mastery. 
and um, a lot of free stuff we're giving away there, including some really basic analysis. I just want people to to find themselves, right? Because I think that if, if people are living their most authentic life and they're vibrating in this place of peace and fulfillment, they're changing the world. It's a ripple effect, right? Yeah. And that's where it all yeah. starts. We don't need to go and change the lives of a billion people. It all starts with ourselves. And if I can do that by helping one person, um, so yeah, jump in. And as, as you said, reach out to one of us and uh, more than happy to help and share what we know. It's been a pleasure. Love it, man. Love it. Well, dude, this has been uh, dude, a pleasure. Really, really a pleasure. I mean, I think I only booked you like a week ago and I checked out your website and I was like, this guy's going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be really deep. And they were like, well, he's in Australia. Can you make it happen at night? And I was like, of course. <laughs> Universe delivered him. Of course. No problem. That's, that's the Thanks cool so. thing, man. I get 100 inquiries. Inquiries? I can never say that word. A hundred inquiry inquiries a week. Inquiries a week. And the universe tells me exactly who to book. I let wow. go. I don't worry about I don't worry about anything. I I've I built this podcast into the to the powerhouse it is by just listening and just vibing and just paying attention to the to the inside, the intuition, just going, This guy, this guy'll do it. He'll deliver the message because I have a responsibility and an obligation to deliver a message. The, to educate and elevate and empower and enrich and evolve men to be on purpose. So I don't have to go through your whole background and bio. I don't have to do anything like that. I just listen inside and I feel it and I'm like, that's the guy. Let's roll. You're in, you're in tune. I love your work, Ian. I really do, mate. I Thanks, think you're, brother. You're serving at, at the highest level. I think this is what humanity needs right now. So, yeah, I love your work. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. Great having you here. And everybody, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. PaulBShepherd.com if you want to find out anything Paul's doing. Soul Purpose Mastery is his uh, is free fa- Facebook group, right? Correct, yep. Yep. And uh, you want anything about me? IanLobos.com, MentalPurposePodcast.com. You got it. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one.